Hi, my name is Eileen and welcome to my podcast on everything hair loss. I'm a hairdresser, a wife, a mother, not a good cook, love gardening, and I'm going to give you all the information on funding that's available. If you're a hairdresser wanting to offer a hair scalp and wig clinic, or if you're a client suffering with hair loss, make sure to tune in over the next few weeks and get all the info. To start off, I wanted to tell a little story about why I got into the hair loss business. I'm a hairdresser who ran a very successful salon and was busy, busy. And I had this client coming in to me every Saturday. Like so many of you have, your regular customer. And this girl was lovely. She was my quarter past four appointment every single Saturday. She was roughly around the same age as me. I knew her for, I think, about 14 years. We did her wedding. She had kids around the same ages as my kids. So we were kind of pregnant together. And I feel this is what's lovely about hairdressing, that we, we all learn to really connect with our customers. and. I was very passionate about my job and I love my hairdressing and very career orientated, but I love my clients, you know, and I felt that this girl was just really nice person. We really sort of gelled, never met socially or anything, but she was just a really nice girl. And one Saturday doing her hair and she says to me, Aileen, can I talk to you? I've got cancer. And guys, I was floored. I was like, oh my God, what do I say? How do I dress this? And then she said, now, won't you look after me? Do I need to get a wig? Will I lose my hair? And she started throwing all these questions at me. And I was genuinely floored. At this stage, I had won awards. I'd been very successful, you know, and then I didn't know how to look after that client. I felt inadequate. I felt, oh my God, what am I going to do? So on the day I said, of course I will. Of course I will. Yeah, yeah. Just leave it with me. Leave it with me. And straight away I went home and I started researching and I started looking. I sort of right, you know, being honest, like I don't do wigs. I don't have wigs, but there is wig shops out there. So how about we'll go and we'll get you a wig. I'll go with you. She was delighted. We went into wig shops. And guys, it's unbelievable. Like, we know we know our clients, right? And we know our clients' style, personality. We know if they're classic or romantic or dramatic. And and this lady was a pure classic, right? So she always had a lovely bob. She'd let the bob grow long and then she'd cut it up again. She'd always have her earrings on, very well-dressed. You know, and I knew the type of styles that she liked. And then when we went into wig shops, like the poor girl's face, they just plunked wigs on her head. Oh my God, it, I couldn't believe it. Um, and she just looked at me, her eyes filled up. So I said, no, leave it. And we'll go again. And we try another one. Then we tried another county. Then we tried another shop and I said to her in the end, right, I'm going to get you a wig. I'm going to look after it. We're not doing any more wig shopping. None of this. Leave it with me. So I did all my research 
and I purchased online a really good wig from a very good wig company. And I got it in a little bit longer than her own hair. So I did my research and I found out there is a certain time frame. So once somebody starts chemo, it's a lot of the time. Now, this isn't in stone because everyone's chemo is different. But a lot of time it can be, say, the 14th or 16th day after her first chemo that the hair would fall out. So I said, we need to have you a wig before the day 14, you know. The wig arrived and I said to her, right, I'll call out to the house and we'll take your hair off that day. And we'll cut it into different styles and then we'll fit you with the piece. So I called out. The husband was there and he said, girls, I'll leave you to it. I'll be back in a few hours. And she said to him, I don't know if I'll do it today. Look, two of you work at it and I'll be back in a while. And he was bringing back some lunch to us or whatever. I remember it well, the big kitchen. So I said to her, right, come on. You never worn your hair really short. Now, you know, like an Audrey Hepburn, sort of short and choppy and, you know, so we'll try some styles while we're taking it off. So we did a short cut and I dried it and I let her look at it and we took pictures. And then I went sort of, right, are you ready for Audrey Hepburn? And she was like, oh, I said, put on the earrings now, put on a bit of lippy. Now, look, this is what it could be like when it's grown back. And she'd never seen herself with short hair before. And she was like, oh, no, my God. It's not that bad, you know, and it just gave her, it gave her kind of hope that instead of sort of sitting there getting your hair caught and being shaved off, what it was doing was it was giving her the hope that this is what she's going to look like. So as the hair sort of goes back, I can wear short hair, never wore it before, you know, and it was fabulous. So then what we did, we said, right, are you ready now for... Demi Moore, <laughs> Sinead O'Connor. So we went from cut to cut, from celebrity to celebrity and had a bit of fun about it. And then we cut all her hair off. And then I fitted the wig and then I cut her hair like I'd always cut her hair. And it was like perfect. It was back in her beautiful bob. I cut it. I blow dried it. I did everything. And just as we were finished, right, the husband walked in the door and we were sitting there and he said, why didn't you do it? I thought you were going to do it today. And she's sitting there and the two of us laughed like that woman. She just felt so good. That girl, she went up for game and people actually said to her, did you not lose your hair? Why didn't you lose your hair? She was wearing a wig, exactly her own hair. So after that, I did more research and I kind of thought we need to do more of this. We need to look after our clients. And then that lady said to me, I want to keep up my routine. I want to keep my life going as normal as I can. If I'm feeling well enough on a Saturday, can I still come in to really? So of course you can. So she'd come in on a Saturday. She'd go into the bathroom. She'd hand out the wig to me. I'd wash the wig, I'd hand her back in because the salon was mad busy at the time and everything else. And she'd go into the bathroom and then she'd come back out and she'd sit there like every other client sitting there and she got her hair blow dried. So she still felt like herself. 
So the reason I'm doing a podcast is I want to share this. I want every hairdresser in the country, in the world, to be able to look after that one client. I've designed lots of different training programs. And as the time goes on, I'll tell you about them. It's teaching hairdressers how to look after that client. I don't want hairdressers to feel like I felt. You know, I don't want to have that, you know, inadequate feeling that you can't look after somebody. And for the client, how lovely is this? When you think about it, so many people, they're going to the one hairdresser for years and the hairdresser is cutting and coloring their hair and knowing about their hair. And then, oh my God, I have cancer, but you have to go to a total stranger. You have to go to a wig shop. And I want to share all of this with you. So over the next few weeks, I have some lovely people to tell their story. And, and it's lovely to kind of work with, I have to say, that particular girl that I did, she now is, she was telling me the other day, she's 14 years cancer free. She's living a very, very healthy life. And maybe we'll get her on to do a podcast. I also have lots of ladies maybe with frontal fibrosis, with, you know, different reasons for hair loss, whether it's hormonal, whether it's, you know, it's, it's cancer, whether it's COVID related. There's so many different reasons for hair loss. And I think if you're a hairdresser out there that wants to look after your clients, please listen in and you're going to get a lot from this. If you're somebody suffering with hair loss, maybe, and you want to know where to go next, um, and there's so much out there. There's also funding out there. It goes on your PRSI funding. There's also the HSC funding. So if somebody's a medical card, the NHS now for Northern Ireland and in the UK, it's all been passed now. There's big changes with their funding. And it's, it's been passed in Parliament as we speak. And I'll have you all the information on that as well. I know there's lots of hairdressers out there that are in the same situation. So I'm here to give you all the knowledge, how to go about funding, how to offer your clients funding. So whether they have a medical card, pain PRSI, we can offer our clients this service. Make sure to tune in over the next few weeks and get all the info.